we're checking levels. Oh, levels? We've never done that before. Checking levels? Shaky levels? Checking levels. Meow, 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 meow. But we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. What was that? What does that mean? Uh, it's very advanced. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Ooh, we're all part of the show. This is our weekly podcast. It is. Yeah. We do it every week. Every fucking week. Still excited after all these weeks. I love it. <laughs> Can't you tell? Yep. Thanks for joining us. This is Too Cheap for Therapy. I'm Marianne. I'm Kareen. Hey, Kareen. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited and I just drank some sugar. All right. Yeah. You just drank a thing of sugar? Yeah. Like, Five pound bag. Oh my God. <laughs> a teaspoon of sugar makes the medicine go down. What does a five pound bag do? Yeah, jacks you all up and gets you on the news. Get your diabetes. Naked on the top of the 7 Eleven. Oh my God. <laughs> Drugs were not involved. She was hooker, sugar high. Yeah. She was hooker high? Are you going to call me a hooker? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> she was a hooker on a sugar high. She's a lady of the night on the 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's fine. Did I ever tell you that I almost picked up a lady of the night? Oh, dear. Back in the day. What did you want? The round of world? Or what the price was? No, I didn't want okay. anything. Oh, sure you didn't. That's not part of the story. Oh, sorry. No, I went to a um, party... And I was coming home, it was probably 2 a.m., and I was driving my little Volkswagen Beetle back home to my apartment, and I saw a really tall lady standing on the side of the road, like... A sexy lady? Well, I don't know. Did she look like she was in distress? Well, she looked like she was bored. Ma'am, who tore your clothes off? In the middle of the in the middle of the night, like oh. so I was like, oh no, I'm from a small, a small town, so I thought, oh, I'm gonna help this lady. I pull over. And I'm like, do you need any help? And the gentleman goes, no, I don't need any help, thanks. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, bye! I'm good, everything's all taped down, okay. and I'm just doing my thing. You know? Looking back on it, I don't know if they were trans or just a cross-dresser, having a good times, hooking around. I don't know that that's a good time, but I oh, mean, yeah. you, you do what you gotta do to... Make the money. Make the money to buy the foods and have the home... Hey, Corinne, ain't no shame. Nope. Ladies, do your thing. No just shame make sure. In my naked game. Just make sure you're ahead of the game. There's so much shame in my naked game. It's not even fun. I don't even have a naked game. Because <laughs> you're a never nude. I'm a never nude. All right. I need small clothes. That works. So, what are we talking about today? Ooh, we have the topic. Ooh, for episode 19. Yeah, so. Bum, bum, bum. We had, I believe we had a recommendation. Yes, we did. It was from Kanise. Hey, Kanise. She's a Patreon. Kanise is a Patreon. Yeah. And she wanted us to do this topic, so we're gonna. Carriers. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? That's how it's said. Carriers. It sounds like carriers. You're wrong. Listen to me say it. Career. Care ear. <laughs> like you care about your ear? I do care about my ears. They're very important to me. I use them in my care ear. <laughs> okay. Everyone who needs help pronouncing this, it's career. I disagree respectfully. <laughs> All right. I want to say it like it's written. Carrier. There's a space in mine for some reason. <laughs> All right. All so right. where are we starting with the careers? Well, I thought uh, we could start with some statistical information. Oh, okay. Because this, first and foremost, is a learning podcast. Is it? It's learning about how stupid I am. It's a numbers <laughs> podcast. Get ready. Yeah, numbers, numbers. Let's see. Uh, so the average person in America will change careers five to seven times during their working life. That's it? Five to seven times for a career change? That's like you're full on, like, oh, a career out career. of this path to this path. Right. Like, before okay. I was an ice cream man, and right. now I'm an air traffic controller. My dad was an ice cream man. <gasps> I know. Great. He had the little bicycle with the ice cream in the back, with the ding ding. You know? I am not ashamed to say, I'm a little ashamed to say, that I spent an inordinate amount of time last summer researching where to buy the ice cream that the ice cream man sells. <laughs> 
Like he's, the good humor bars? Yeah, he got better ice cream than everybody. <laughs> I'm not talking about the shitty short shortcake strawberry oh, I garbage. I love that one. No, I want like the them frozen lemonade cups oh. and like the Sonic ones well, that tell are us horrifying. Well, I didn't find it. Oh, you gotta go to the ice cream man. You gotta have a distributor. Straight to the source. You gotta get them off the boat from China. Well, my dad was an ice cream man and he sold Bibles door to door. So he changed careers quite a bit. Aww. So, okay, that makes sense. Feed your mouth, feed your soul. That's right. Both with ice cream. <laughs> All right. Five to seven times in their lifetime. During their working life. I yeah. would like to see statistics, you know, uh, comparison with other countries because I want to see it with Japan. Yeah, I wonder they how tend they to too. stay in their career because it's really cool. And, Hiro, our Japanese listener, please tell me if I'm stupid and American and wrong. Hey, Hiro. Hey, Harold, what's up? But to my understanding, in Japan, like, if I am a Japanese person and I work for, I don't know, Toto? Sure. The toilet company? Yeah. And I'm the janitor? Uh-huh. I still am part of the company, and I feel like... Yes, I'm contributing to the Toto. I don't have to make it or be a part of the boardroom. I'm part of the company. You have a framed picture of a toilet at yes. home. And I'm pumping my fist in the air. Well, that reminds me a lot of how it was, like, in the 50s in America. Like, I started in the mailroom, but that's okay. One day I'll be the CEO. Right. If I have a penis. You can't do that shit anymore. No, 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 no. You don't do that anymore. Now it's like, I started in the mailroom, and I killed myself because... I died there. I couldn't make enough money to live. No. Yeah, it got dark. Yeah. Mm. Like a lot I of corpses could, in that mail room. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I couldn't afford my insulin, so I started taking less of yeah. the dose. Which is um, not funny and no. also true. That's a thing that, that happens. happens a lot. Vote for Bernie! Oh, my God, please. Somebody. Vote for anybody. That's Somebody. not Trump. That's not an orange Vote man. for me, goddammit. Whatever. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah, we have news. We do? Wait, is your news different than my news? I don't know. What's yours? Well, my news is that Kenise Marshall... Is that your news? That's my news, too. Oh, you say the news then. Oh, Kenise is president now. She's not the president. <laughs> Kenise Marshall is running for her local city council in Waynesboro, Virginia. So yes. if you live in that area, vote for Kenise. And she had to get a bunch of signatures, and she yeah, got enough, and, she and she's on them. the ballot. I know. A vote for Kenise is a vote for... Canice. <laughs> Listen, I don't write slogans. I see. Mm. I love it, though. It, but it's factual, right? Like, and what it, did I say that was wrong? It says what it says. It says what it says. And it do what it do. <laughs> okay, back to numbers. All right, numbers. So here's the other things. Uh, according to careersadviceonline.com, mm-hmm. which says what it does yes. pretty well. Factual. 30% of the workforce will now change careers or jobs every 12 months 30 percent so not only careers but also jobs Mm. so like if you get into one career and then you realize like oh that guy's doing a thing that i kind of would like to do more than what i'm but it might be still in the same career path could just a different company potentially okay okay there's none of this like starting out you know at the bottom and then continuing on for i think that's very rare like i've been in my career that i graduated college for for 17 years Mm. I don't find a lot of people with that same story. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this for, what, 13 years now? Same. Yeah, a yeah, a lot of A lot of people, I'm noticing that a lot of people in America have to kind of forego a career and just have five jobs. Right. You know, that, to The make multiple it. job thing is happening yes. a lot, and that's contributing a lot to people's dissatisfaction right. because you're not, you know, eligible for things like 401ks and healthcare yeah, and right. making enough money to have a family or Correct. to eat food or yeah. to live somewhere that's not a box right, right. so I, re- I do remember when I was starting my career a lot of people thought it was strange that I was an independent contractor like how can you do that you have so many different places you have to be at work you just don't go to one office and stay in one cubicle but now that's become the norm not that everyone's an independent contractor just, just that, that everyone has yeah, a side hustle everyone has eight side hustles right but we just have one side hustle, and it's the front side. <laughs> we we have a front hustle. <laughs> and, yeah. But that's, I think, part of what keeps me interested in continuing my career is the change all the time. Seeing yeah, different people being in different situations. In the morning, I might be in the hospital, and in oh, the afternoon, hey. I might be at a school. Or what do you do for a living, Kareen? Everything. You got to tell the listeners, because that's one thing Kenise was interested in hearing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I am a sign language interpreter. <gasps> oh, my God, me 
too. Oh my God! Oh How did I not know this God. about my friend? We do the same job. Yeah, we knew we work together. Yeah, we flap professionally. <laughs> Flap our arms for money. My Facebook account used to say that. Yeah. Because people didn't know what I did, even when I wrote American Sign Language Interpreter. So I would write, flaps hands around for money. Glob bless all the older folks, because I get a lot of... Are you still in your same career? And I say yes, and they say, how do you like teaching? Yeah, and I everyone say, thinks I'm an ASL instructor as well. It's great. Like, they conjure up this... Helen Keller image. Picture this. Yeah. You're wearing a black smapron. What? It's a smock and an apron. Sure. Yeah. It's a smapron. What, are you going to call it a smock, Ron, like an animal? No. It's a smapron. Anyway, you're wearing a black smapron. Yeah. And you're leading your charge around to let them do all the little things that everyone does. That's not what interpreting no. is. No. But a lot of people, I assume, they're thinking about Helen Keller. Like, oh, you're teaching a small, deaf, and blind child? That's amazing. Water, water. No. I just go from house to house, teach the kid to say water, and move on. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Yep. No. <laughs> My job here is done. No. No. So why did you start learning sign language? Interesting story. Oh, it better be. Oh, well, now I feel the pressure. Now you're on the clock. All right. It was 1942. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay, it was not. It was high school. Mm -hmm. And we had just recently at my high school gotten a sign language program, Ooh. which I thought, that sounds fun. And my second thought was, I don't want to learn Spanish because I don't want to have to write a language. And I'm pretty sure you don't have to write sign language. So right. it was pure laziness on my part. Okay. Um, I joined the class. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I had a very... Um, energetic teacher. Mm -hmm. She was a good time. Her parents were deaf. Nice. Uh, so she was really interested in training the next generation of, oh. you know, at least sign language speakers, if not interpreters. Right. Um, at the time, there was a big prolific program in Seattle that yeah. you could take interpreter training through. It's no longer there, oh. which is a shame, but what are you going to do? Times change. Oh. I'm old and I'm disgruntled. Yeah. So <laughs> everything makes me angry. Yes. So uh, I decided in my mind that I would continue to do this sign language language until I didn't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. And God bless me, I can do the same thing for 100,000 years. And here you are. And here I am. Doing the same GD thing. Yep. I love it. Still immortal. Still an interpreter. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to hear my tale? Sure. Becoming a signed language interpreter. You better be excited. It's not. I know. So, I was working as an apartment complex, like, maintenance person. Hmm. Changing light bulbs for old ladies. Sure. Painting some shit. Not literal shit, just walls and oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doing, cutting the grass. It, you really painted me a picture. Yeah. With I, shit. I, I, <laughs> I literally wore overalls. It was good times. Were they overalls or coveralls? They were overalls. I mm. made sure of it. I would have called them a onesie. Oh, God, no. Anyway. So this was probably 2003. Okay. And um, in that apartment complex, one of my coworkers was a deaf guy. Shout out to Dan. Dan, the deaf guy. He can't hear me. Aww. He's deaf. But I'll tell him that I gave him a shout out. Okay. Anyway, I wanted to start communicating with Dan. I've always liked American Sign Language, but in my small, shitty Virginia town, there I didn't know anyone with disabilities, physical disabilities. Like, I've never seen, I had never seen anyone in a wheelchair, no deaf people, no blind people, nothing. So. I had the same experience growing up. Like, um, we had a small town. Yeah. It's weird. We had, like, one black kid at school. Yeah. That was it. Yikes. Yeah. Anywho. That's not diverse. No. It's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, we got diversity. Charles! <laughs> Come over here. Tell the man you love it here. So, I wanted to communicate with Dan. So we started writing on pen and paper. He literally taught me three signs a day. But unfortunately, he taught me C, signing exact English, which is not the same as American Sign Language. They're on different spectrums. Also good to know, but it's sort of nice to start with the ASL. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to a um, deaf event, and the only thing I really remember, because my sign language wasn't that great at that point, it was just conversational. I remember him introducing me to one of his friends, and then his friend looking at me. I assume she sees, like, oh, she's signing C, and then she yelled at Dan. Yelled at him. Damn it, Dan! Vigorously in sign language. And I was like, oh, 
Dan, you son of a bitch. She's handing it to him and yeah. slapping her hands around. Oh, boy. And I love Melissa to this day. Thank you, Melissa, for yelling at Dan. Thanks, Melissa. That's the day he started teaching me ASL. Okay. And I took classes. And To be fair, it is a lot simpler to teach someone, see if they're looking for a direct translation. Yeah. Like, a lot of people will say, teach me how to say, how are you today? And they literally want the how right. and the are and the you. Sign language doesn't really work right. like that. So it was very difficult to. I would say I, w I was at a disadvantage learning C first because I had to switch my brain into that conceptual way of thinking, where I might have transitioned easily easier just from being a hearing person and speaking and reading English to a conceptual language. This I had to like. I couldn't even bypass it. I had to go through more knowing the signs that are exact English and then trying to. Fix my brain. Like wean yourself off of them. Yes. Yeah. Y'all, too cheap for therapy should never be considered a substitute for actual medication or therapy from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed during the show belong to the hosts only. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like to fuck around, and we hope you like to listen. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. Um, sign language is really interesting. The People ask me a lot, well, is it just you know, listen and then say and then listen and then say back and forth. It kind of is, but we get trained to use our brains in really particular and yeah. strange ways. Um, the best way I can present it to someone who wants to know what it feels like is if you turn on talk radio. NPR. NPR is fine. Yes, it's difficult. Turn that on and then three or four seconds after the phrase is spoken, start repeating the phrase while also listening to the next phrase. Right. So it's like in a round, right. but just continuously. You want to stay three or four words behind the speaker, and then as you practice more, make it five or six words behind the speaker. Just a slight delay. That's what we're doing. It's just very strange when you first start because your brain is like, listen, like input or output. I'm not doing both. Right. And you have to like overcome that natural yeah. inclination to focus on one or the other and sort of right. do both at the same time. Yeah, it is interesting because I felt like I had an extra superpower once I got to that point of my career where... You I could, could see through walls and yes. clothes? Yeah. Oh. What? No. Oh. <laughs> I could hear what the hearing person is saying, interpret that, while saying, mm -hmm. Yes, I understand. Because that's what the deaf person is giving me. At the exact same time, I felt like a spoken translating interpreter. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's very, it's, um, it's actually really interesting, because we get to go to the weirdest places. I feel like for someone who's nosy... Sign language interpreting is perfect because we kind of get the well, just All the gossip here, man. Girl. We kind of get the back scenes mm -hmm. of everything. Yes. Like we've been places where no one's allowed to go mm -hmm. unless they work there, yes. but we get to kind of dabble around. So we're not spreading any information. We we have ethics training that yeah. says that we're not sharing any information about any jobs or any people. Right. But just for my own cold heart that <laughs> likes to know what everybody's doing all the yes. time. It's really a good time. Yeah, it's quite fulfilling in that gossip <laughs> part yeah. of the job. I, I remember, like, um, I feel like when I started doing VRS, video relay interpreting. Um, Which is arguably just about the hardest interpreting yeah. you'll ever do. It's um, when deaf people want to place phone calls. They pick up an interpreter along the way. We see each other on a television. Not in an Uber. It's no. It's all electronic. Get in the car. No. I need you. Okay, it's, let's go. It's just like Skyping, but then I can hear someone on the other line who's talking. So anyway. Like Skyping with a headset. Yes. Yeah. But it's interesting because I love to hear the juicy gossip was mm. the tea. And I tell you, when I worked those night shifts, that's all they were talking about. Just random people from, oh, this person from Colorado is calling her sister. She going to gossip about the lady down the street. Great. I don't know anybody, but I'm invested in this conversation for this 20 minutes. Next. Now we're going to talk about this. Other people are calling. It was wonderful. 
Yeah, it's a good time. No one's ever talking about who and what and when and where because that's all confidential. Right. But we all know that feeling of being like, ah, yeah, that whole story was really satisfying. Yeah. Or, oh, what's going to happen next? Right. It's just, it's sometimes they're cliffhangers. Now I don't have to gossip myself because I just interpreted all this hot goosey, goosey job. Goosey job. <laughs> I switch. What's that called when you switch the two words? Being strange. No. I wanted to say. Hand. No, I wanted to say. <laughs> Juicy gossip, but I said goosey jopapa. Yeah. You drunk. What's it called? No, I'm not drunk. That's called a mini stroke. Lauren knows what it's called. (laughs) It was named after some dude who figured it out. Oh. It's a thing. Okay, I like that. Don't question me. All right. So that's what we do for a living. It's interesting. Apparently, according to thestreet.com, the average salary for the American peoples Mm is $48,000 a year. Oh, really? That's the average. Okay. So, of course, there's going to be a lot above and a lot below, Ooh. but that's kind of where, where everybody comes in. Also, I mean, geographically, like True. a lot of jobs pay a different amount depending on where you're at. Yeah, it's expensive as fucking Seattle. Yes, so. it sure is. Yeah. Um, one thing that I looked at when I was thinking about going to college, because I had scholarship money, and that was all I had. Mm-hmm. I did not have any... I was not taking out any student loans. I said, I have this money, and this is what I'm going to use to mm-hmm. get a career. And it's kind of like putting all your eggs in one basket and then, you know, getting drunk and falling down the (laughs) stairs with that basket. (laughs) But just saying, it's not always easy. Oh, okay. It's not necessarily the best plan, but it was my plan. All right. That sounds fine. Okay. So, um, I didn't go that route. My parents were very, very broke and they said, we want you to go to a four year university, take out some student loans. And I said, okay. Everyone else is doing it. I'll do it. Yeah. Horrible student loan debt. Right. And that's not good. And you can never seem to pay it off. The positive is that you got into a career where you can make enough money that you can at least throw a jab at paying it off. Yeah, but me going to that university had nothing to do with my career. I left that university after two years. And then later on, once I was married, then I did college online and got a degree but I have a BA in psychology that has nothing to do with sign language. Well, I mean, having a BA in anything, if you have a career like interpreting, mm-hmm. is always going to be helpful because it gives you more understanding. But that's a very expensive, like, maybe just take a weekend workshop or yeah. something, you know, save your months. I tried. Oh, good Lord. Well, we never know where we're going to end up till we get there. Yeah. Just like when I'm driving. Oh, God. <laughs> Taco Bell again. All right. So... A good idea if you are in the, you know, group of people, of Americans who now are thinking, what the hell am I going to do with my life and what do I want to do and what's good to do? You have to look at it as a balance between what you love and what makes money. Right. They say, do what you love and the money will follow. And I say, bullshit. Yes, that's a lie. Do what you love and you may well be broke for your whole life. And sometimes that's okay. But if you ever want to like, you know have a family or have a home or not any money eight roommates in a studio apartment in seattle Mm -hmm. then sometimes it's a good idea to really balance things so you can go online this is what i did even though the internet was just a v baby when i was going to (laughs) 1940 1942 in the aughts yeah and i was trying to figure out if i should join you know the world war or if i should yeah i didn't i wasn't sure where i was going so uh you can literally just Google, like, what is the career outlook? Mm-hmm. What are the careers with the best outlook for this period of time? Right. And you'll find, like, right now, if you do that, you'll find the growth rate between now and 2028 wow. and also the median pay. Oh, shit. So you can sort of match those things up and think, hmm, a wind turbine service technician. What? Okay. That's growth, cool. Growth rate 57%. <gasps> Median pay, $54,000 a year. What? Hey, I'm switching careers. All right, do it. That sounds cool. Um, you can also Google things like uh, the most depressing careers. And then I'm just saying if you love, love, love something, it's perfectly fine to go into it. But mm-hmm. know what you're getting into. Right. Don't be like, I'm going to be a teacher and think you're going to make all the money. Because yeah, you're not. that's a rough one. You and have to love that one. You're going to spend all your money and supplies out of your own pocket. Yeah, which is a real bitch. Yeah. I always so ask my dumb. kids' teachers if they need anything. Will you please let me know? Because yeah. I would so much rather be able to buy, you know, like order a crate of journals on Amazon mm-hmm. than to have them spending their money. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's the what we put on teachers is just 
just ridiculous. So anyway, definitely look at that stuff. I also looked for some uh, surveys. I remember in junior high doing one of those career path surveys, health and human services or technical or whatever. And I was so excited to do it because I thought at the end it was going to like pop me out a a job. Like the robot was going to hand me a slip of paper with the the secret word. for you. Yeah, exactly. No, and I took another one today just to see what it said. And uh, it was from Princeton Review. They have lots and lots and lots of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to say I didn't find it to be as helpful what as, say, you should be a say wind- throwing a dart at the wall. Did it say wind turbine technician? It, yes. <laughs> How did you know? That's pretty sweet. Uh, so my career quiz I took, it's 24 questions, mm-hmm. so... I would hesitate to call that very in-depth. But uh, some of the questions were interesting. Like, would you rather be a wildlife expert or a public relations professional? It's more in-depth than that Social Security quiz. Right. Where it was just, give us your name. What day were you born? You already did. Give us your name (laughs) and your date of birth, and we'll tell you when you're dying. Yeah, so that was a thing. So um, basically, it just told me what I already know, which is I like people, and I like... You hate the out-of-doors. I hate the out-of-doors, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be inside a shut-in with a headset taped to my skull. So what did it say? Uh, It said, do something indoors. (laughs) That's it? That's pretty much what it said. Well, you do that. But I know. See? So I was like, ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yes, I do work inside of buildings. Sometimes (sighs) I work outside. I'm not happy on those days, but... We make it work. We sure do. One of the things that I always recommend for people looking for careers is find something that not everybody does. Because I know so many people who work in reception or they work in... Call centers. Business or they work in, yeah, like, you know, jobs that like call center representative, which is is fine. But every time you turn a resume in for that, mm-hmm. you're up against 12,000 other True. resumes, right? Yeah. When I turn a resume in, because no one else does this job, mm-hmm. I'm up against like four. Right. So I always feel like my odds are like, just do the math. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm no math magician, but them's good odds. Math magician? Yeah, you know, do the math magic. Sure. Oh, and by the way, Social Security is hiring for call service representatives. Just go to usajobs.gov and you'll see it. I'm not sure if it's nationwide that they're trying to get representatives or if it's just in the Auburn Teleservice Center. So check it out if you need a J-O-B. Hashtag not spons by the government. <laughs> yeah, no. Hashtag government doesn't listen to this show. No, they don't. Maybe they do now. Well, Travis listens. He my works f- for the government. My phone listens. Oh, your phone it's listens. It's always coming up with... You know what it's been putting on my YouTube feed lately? Uh, Multi-level marketing. <laughs> I'm like, great. God damn it. I don't want to join Beachbody. God damn it, cereal. So, that's a thing. Yes. Another thing is, and this was something that my husband wanted me to mention. Your husband. My husband. Mm -hmm. He said, for the love of God, will you please tell people to join the trades? Is that a direct quote? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And I said, what, the Poke Man trades? And he (laughs) said, no. He said, not at all. No. Things like the electrician's union or the plumber's union. Welders. Or the welding. What's the floor laying something or other? I don't know anything about those ones. Carpenters. I don't know. Whatever. But they sort of group them all together and call them the trades. The really nice thing about that is if you're the kind of person who wants to get out and do, like my husband is very smart, Mm -hmm. very smart, like math wise, like geometry, all that good stuff. Mm But he doesn't want to sit and look at stuff on a computer. He wants to go out and build a thing. And he's very good at building a thing. He's built many things for me. Oh, Built me my first baby cage. Aww. It was for the rabbits. That you hung outside the window? Yeah. Baby cage, like in the It was 1942. (laughs) Yep. He built that. So uh, he decided that he was going to... Originally, he went through Running Start Mm -hmm. and took an auto body technician program, which is like the people who remove remove the dents and do the painting and everything for collision repair or for collectible cars. Mm -hmm. And he really loved doing that because he's very exacting and like pinstriping and all that kind of great stuff. And he did a great job, Mm -hmm. but he didn't like the way the businesses were run. They were just like, go, 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 go. Very fast. Has to be fast and perfect. And then the wages were meh. It just wasn't. If you owned your own shop, it was one thing, but if you were just working, it was another. Mm. So he decided that he would look into the trades, and he decided to become a plumber's apprentice Mm -hmm. through the plumber's union. He went to school 
so he would work during the day as an apprentice, so mm-hmm. like as a helper kind of and a thing. And they paid him. And they would pay him to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he went to school for free. He just had to pay his dues. So he oh. went to evening school. Very nice. And he did that for four years, Oof. which was a long time. Yeah, but I mean, think about college. Yeah, four and years. you're probably going to be working Sometimes during that time, when you're too. a super senior, that's your fifth year. And so. what's really nice is to work and make a living wage and be eligible for health care and for retirement. Nice. While simultaneously gaining your knowledge for your yes. career. Knowledge is power. So now he's been a plumber for 147 years. He's old. He is old. My husband is old. He's a dracool. He is a dragool. Yes. Dracool. Plumber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Plum- plumula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Count Plumula. Oh, boy. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> One plumbing utensil. I don't know. Yeah, what do you call them? They're called plumbing utensils. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna tell him that's what they're called for me. One uh 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 pipe that you lay. Yeah. I don't don't know. Yeah, that's it. Toilets? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he gets to get out, he gets to do things. I don't think anyone ever says like I wanna put pipes together Mm -hmm. but if you have that overarching like idea of I want to be able to figure out a system right. and then build it. Do something with my hands. Right. Don't be stuck in a cubicle all day. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's just gone down in popularity. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school in the stone ages and I was a senior and we're all getting ready to like graduate and talking to the counselor like what should my next steps be? You kind of know me, counselor. So eh? you're going to be what's called a career alcoholic. (laughs) All of the students got the same information. The counselors pushed for a four-year university degree and then I noticed with the quote-unquote not-so-smart kids, they would tell them, go into the trades, honey. Do something with wood. And it was that way for so many years. I the wish they had for told the me. dumb kids. Yeah, I wish they had told me about the trades. I would have been a kick-ass welder. And the things that the people in the trades are doing, I mean, yeah, you can be a gopher. You can sit outside Home Depot mm-hmm. and wait for someone to pick you up. Yeah. But if you are actively involved in a trade and you go through an apprenticeship... And with a union. With a union, yeah. You're going to have... I mean, I'm not saying, like, union jobs are better than any other jobs. I'm just saying from my perspective, union work has been really good to my family. Yeah. Like, we have had a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. And I'm able to make independent contracting work because I have a person at home who's making a solid, good wage consistently. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm making a lot, and we're making it rain, and it's just <laughs> nickels from heaven. And then other days... Not so much. I love that you said, and we're making it rain. So prim and proper. Ma'am, we're about to make it rain. (laughs) Yes. Get ready. (laughs) Sir or ma'am, get ready and cover your eyes. Uh, I don't want to hurt anybody. That's right. You know, don't do it. So um, it really, really works for us. And I think it's a shame that people say only the dumb people go into the trades. Because some of the smartest people I've ever met are in the trades. There you go. Like my husband. Oh, your husband. Oh, he's so smart. Aww. He is. He's a smarty. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. 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 Hey, guys. It's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. In coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to too cheap for therapy. Hi, my name's Jeff Richardson. I'm a fan of this program you're listening to, and I'm also a podcaster myself. I do several, but one that I really think you might enjoy, it's called Everything is Awesome. It's me and a friend cover of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I also do really cool interviews with other artists and podcasters, stand-up comedians. Come on over, check it out. Everything is awesome. Find us on Facebook and uh, on Twitter, at EIA Podcast. So you should just choose a career that you think you'll like that makes money to help you live your life. Right. You can always have hobbies for the things you love. Exactly. Because you'll have money to throw away at hobbies. And because nowadays... 
everybody has a side hustle or yes. 10, there's no reason you can't, you know, be plumber by day and stripper by night, greeting card writer by weekend or whatever. Why wouldn't you be a stripper? You can be a stripper. Your husband's going to be a stripper? I don't got Plumber by day? Stripper by night. What would his stripper name be? Uh, Magic Mike? Because well, his name's Michael? That's so obvious, though. Mm-hmm. I think um, maybe like uh, Ham Hands something. Oh, he does have a YouTube. Oh, tell us his Should YouTube. Should we promote it? Yeah. I'm going to make him give me a dollar. Yeah, so then it'll be a paid advertisement. So he does a lot of machine work, Mm -hmm. a lot of making parts and building stuff, and he likes to car. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) Anyhow, he's really good at it. He knows what you do, Michael. It's fine. It's just hard to describe. It's fine. But he has a YouTube channel. It's called Ham Hands Garage. You heard that right, folks. Ham Hands Garage. (laughs) Funny story. This is how we got the name for Ham Hands Garage, because I had a lot of suggestions. Oh, I'm sure you did. Not all of them were well received, (laughs) but I had a lot. So I'm more quantity over quality. I see. I'm just going to keep throwing shit at you, and if something hits you and you like it, then take it. That's fine. So he was showing me his first video, the footage he had, and he was like... I like this video, but every time I reach into the frame to move something, it's like my hands take up the whole frame. He's like, God, it's like ham hands. And I said, that's it. That is it. Ham hands McGee. Ham hands garage. There it is. So that was how a star was born. (laughs) So yeah, check it out. If you like the machining and the whatnot, he's got a lathe and... What's a lathe? Yeah, what is a lathe? (laughs) Watch the video and find out. So it's like, you know how they spin something and then use tools to make it a different shape? No. Perhaps you've seen some of the videos on YouTube of them doing it with, like, acrylic and... Not at all. Okay, well, maybe some of you have. All right, maybe I'll watch it and I'll learn. Okay, you could do that. Uh, So you could watch it and you could see how that does. He does it not with wood, but with metal. Oh. Yeah. So I like that. (laughs) But, yeah. Can we talk about Bernie Sanders for a minute? Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) Bernie, you the best. I love you, Bernie. So I don't know if y'all know the numbers. You probably do, but... $1.6 $1.6 trillion in student debt right now. $1.6 trillion. Oh, shit. That's with a T. Oh, my God. Trillion. And uh, that's a lot. That's, that's like a bazillion. You might so as well many. just say like a million. You like, know what? It really scares the shit out of me when people are like, you have no concept of $1 trillion. Let me tell you, $1 trillion equals $1 million, billion, billion, billion. Like when they split it up like that. That doesn't make it any more understandable for me. When they I just t- feel like you're going billion, 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 billion. <laughs> You do. Yeah. But it's a shit ton. Can we just say that? Yes. Can we just quantify it by that? I like that. Uh, So that's a problem. And um, that number is just going to go up because people are still taking out what used to cost, I believe they said four-year college a couple of generations ago was like $3,000 and you got your degree. I think maybe it was a year. Wow. Which, you know, obviously inflation and stuff. But it's up to like $10,000 a year on average. Oh, I know. And that's insane. That's just the average. Sometimes it's more. Right. $15,000 a year. So that's a a major issue. So he's put housing and food and books and toilet paper. I know. Do you know how much toilet paper college students use? They don't eat well. Why are they shitting themselves all the time? Because they're drunk and pooping everywhere just like Uh, Luna. I don't know. Luna's drunk? Yeah. On power. On power. (laughs) On power and toys. Just like me. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so he's um, got a plan for it. Mm Going to tax Wall Street just a little, little, little bit. Yes. Get a little money from the people who've got too much. Please. And give it to the people who don't have enough. And he doesn't only want to make college free. He wants to erase student debt. Yes. Which is amazing. That would be beautiful. And if you look at every other advanced country in the world, yeah, that's how they do it. Oh, I saw a post today that was like, oh, huh, you're upset that you think this is going to be a socialist society and free health care and free education? Huh? Well, oh, you're going to move? Okay. Good luck finding a first world country that doesn't already have this implemented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just people are scared of what they don't know and they're scared that the money is going to come out of their pocket. We're so behind the times. I know. I just need health care, man. I know. I want to go to the dentist when I want. Uh, excuse me, teeth are luxury bones. I know, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't I be. I want to be able to, like, afford my medication 
And I'm not even the worst case scenario. Some people, like we said before, like taking half of their dose and it's insulin. You can't do that. Like I ration out my anti-anxiety medication and when I'm feeling particularly crazy, I take the real dose, which isn't good. No, that's really not good. What if people are doing that shit with their antipsychotics? You know they are. Of course, because that shit is expensive. Right. They need health care, just like Mary Ann. Yeah, that would be great. That would be perfect. Come save us, Bernie. There's a whole subset of people as well because of the opioid crisis who have found that it's so difficult and so expensive to get opiates now from your doctor, even if you have health insurance. Now they just buy heroin. Oh, shit. And uh, that's fucked. Heroin is cheaper than... Oh, my God. A lot of times it is. And, And easier to get. Yeah, that's true. Well, don't tell people that. Now you're giving them ideas. Don't take the heroin, y'all. No, I don't want y'all to take don't the heroin or the cocaine or the nothing. It's not cheaper. Don't worry about it. It's well, it is. That's a fact. No, don't tell them. I that. don't make the facts. I just report the news. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This just in. Heroin is fucked. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well. Yeah. Bernie. So Bernie. He's going to save us I know. if the government doesn't kill him first. Yeah. I think they might. Now he's try. being inflammatory. Me. Yeah. But it might happen. Right? Folk, JFK, look. Listen. Oh look my and God. listen. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking. <sighs> now I'm scared. Man. Mm. Coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about the 2,000 people who've died from that? Do Good you, Lord. Just as a group or no, individual? I, I don't know them personally. I don't know but them But I feel either, sad for I them. I also feel terrible for and them. And I'm so scared now. Have you written a book and always wanted to publish it? Don't know where to start or who to contact? No problem, friend. You should contact Square Penny Publishing. My friend Kenise Marshall published her book with Square Penny, and you should too. They'll help you publish, print, and digitize your book so it'll get into the hands of your readers. Search Square Penny Publishing on the internets and like them on Facebook today or tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. Hey y'all, Corinne and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Here are some ways you can help our podcast grow. You can rate our show on your preferred platform. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. You can review us on Facebook or iTunes. Ooh. You can tell your friends to listen. <gasps> and you can keep listening every week. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Have a day. Woo. So I mailed off my ballot today. Yay! Yes. Check Bernie. Check it. Did you check, know, did check, you, check, 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 check it out. Did you get yours in the mail? Did I receive it in the mail? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Did you notice that on the outside of the envelope that when you mail it back, it says you have to check if you're Democrat or Republican? They've never done that before. I did notice that. What are they going to see the Democrat ones and then burn it? What, yeah. what is this information for? Uh, Can't you tell by... what? There's no option for independent or other or... But there's also a paragraph that says just because you're checking Democrat doesn't mean you're obligated to vote Democrat. Right. But also there's another line that says you are required to check one of these. Yes. Why? I think it has more to do with how much fuckery there's been with counting of ballots mm. and they're trying to like categorize them largely before they start counting um or they all burn them yeah right in the incinerator you never know all those bernie votes i'll show you how to feel to burn i do know burning your shit i don't trust america you know with the florida uh election the Uh, the recount america's wang bush didn't win we got a recount and what about all those military people who mailed in their votes like, they, you couldn't contact them again to get their second vote. What about all the people who've been purged off the voters' rolls without even yes. knowing about it? Oh, I'm sorry, your address doesn't match on your license. It doesn't have to. Oh, I'm sorry, you're going to college here. You have to vote in your home state. No, you don't. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry, you're black. What the fuck? Well, I'm not sorry. <sighs> oh. I hate America sometimes. Yeah, it's a real damn mess. I'm just really, truly waiting for America to be great 
for the first time. We because just, it was never truly great for everybody. We just anytime. Have to, it, it's always been great for some. For the white men. Yeah, basically. Not the natives, not black folks, not women, not other minorities. Give Americans white penises again. <laughs> A, okay. An albino penis? Yeah. That's <laughs> creepy. Yep. It's like oh, snake, man. it'll get ya. Uh, yeah, it's real creepy and real sad. Yeah. Back to jobs. Woo! So before you became prolific in the interpreting community mm-hmm. and the podcasting community, mm-hmm. which is a good example of, like, you know, doing what you love. Yeah. We it's ain't a, getting paid to sit in Tesla Studios. Right. It's a hobby. It's good times. Yeah. And if this turns into the fast track, this is my new job, y'all. And I'm going to leave you behind. <laughs> Goodbye, bitches. What? <laughs> no, these bitches listen. Oh, hello, bitches. We love you, bitches. Thanks for listening. What's up? So uh, we all have to work some garbagey jobs. Yeah. Right? When you're first starting out. And um, honestly, I don't think... I, I liked every job I did. Oh, did I only you? had a couple. But at the moment... I just feel like why go in mm-hmm. and commit your time to this job yeah. if you're just going to sit there and think about how shitty this job is. Oh. So my first job was at the Domino's. Oh, okay. The pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the perks of that job were pizza. Yes. Yeah, which was delicious. Girl, I worked at Papa John's, a pizza place as well, mm-hmm. my college years. Yeah, that is a, a bonus that right. they're like oh okay you're done with your shift make yourself a pizza and get the fuck out of here I'm yes. like, eh, extra large it is mm-hmm. and they so were fat. letting me manage which was not allowed because i was 16 but oh. they were they gave me a key and let me oh, open and goodness. close okay. yeah it was a whole thing i'm like i'm a manager except i don't get paid to be a manager That's something yeah. but i did get to sleep on the boxes when there oh. wasn't a lot going on okay. so we had on like the a box well we had a box cave like underneath sure. the the counter. Okay. So you just crawl in there and go to sleep. All right. It's just fine. Uh, yeah, so... Was that your first job? It was my very first job. My very first job was with Leslie, one of our Patreons. Oh, hi, Leslie. We're both from the same small town, and we both worked at the Animal Companion Hospital in town. It was hmm. a vet. Sure. So Is we, that the first time you got rabies? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the last. Oh. <laughs> um... Make America rabbit again. <laughs> so we were the kennel technicians. Hmm. We cleaned out kennels. We Poop and bark. Yeah, we walked dogs, pet cats, fed them, watered them. I like that. All that fun stuff. Yeah. And then on the weekends when we had to come in, I would sleep in a cage. Yeah. Don't tell my boss Nancy. Box cage, kennel cage. One time, Leslie dared me to eat one of those dog treats, and I did it. Mm, how was it? They're not good. No, not good. No. Not tasty. I think dogs would say the same. I think yeah. they just get overly excited and then don't realize that they're in over their head. <laughs> there you go. I enjoyed that job. It was nice. You know, it... Well, you love them animals. I do, and it was a nice routine of, okay, first we're going to do this, and secondly, we're going to walk the dogs, then, 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 you know, everything had a flow. Predictable. Yes, very much so, but sometimes when it was unpredictable, that was not good. When the other staff were there during the day, and they would come down, and, you know, they might have to put an animal down, and we're there, just sweeping up like oh fuck we gotta get out of here sweeping up all the animals no like we're doing our job our task but we can see in the corner they're euthanizing a dog that's Mm. like 50 and then there was a scary garage that they would put deceased animals in until the owners decided what to do with the body like they had a freezer and it was awful to go in there because the supplies were in there uh-oh. It freaked Leslie the fuck out. So I was like, I'll do it. Aww. Move the dead bodies. Mo- move them yeah. over. Fuck off with this pet cemetery. I need to bleach. <laughs> oh, boy. Much, yes. That's exciting and scary. Yeah. And sad. There was a freezer in the main area where we normally worked. Leslie was a vegetarian at the time, and we would just keep, like, frozen things in there, like, to microwave later on our lunch break. Mac and cheese. Yeah, sure. We did not know that that's where they kept the smaller dead animals, like the rodents. Like, my lean cuisine smells like turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Until one day I opened it, I was like, what the fuck is this kind of sauce? Oh, my God! It's a rat! Hope you wanted your parakeet cremated. (laughs) No! Because I put it in the oven. Boom! 
bum, bum. <laughs> my favorite memory of working with Leslie in that animal companion hospital is um, they had like TLC, tender love and care that the customers could pay extra for while their animals were boarding. And we would just brush the dogs for, like, 20 minutes and right. play with them outside or whatever. But with cats, what the fuck are you going to do with a cat? The mm. cats who don't want to play with toys, what do you do? They hate people. Read them a story. <laughs> so we'd put Listen them in. Listen to NPR together. <laughs> so we'd put them in the bathroom so they had a little more space with some toys. Or we'd play, like, a derby racing with them. Like, we'd hold the cats in our lap. We'd sit in these office chairs with wheels and spin around the island. Just go as fast as we could and see who won. The cats didn't mind it. Yeah, that sounds like a cat. It's good times. This is semi-acceptable to me. I shan't scratch your face off yet. (laughs) They were like, this is acceptable for TLC time. Yeah, great. fine. Again, don't tell Nancy, my former boss. I'm telling Nancy. No! I wrote Nancy a harshly worded letter. Oh, no! It's okay. She's probably long dead. Oh, maybe. She was 50 when she's I was She's probably in there 16. with the linguines. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, hey, Sorry, here's a Nancy. fun fact. What? Fun fact! Fun fact! In a human, it's called an autopsy. But in an animal, it's called a necropsy. Oh, I thought you were going to say a potopsy. Oh! So what is it? A necropsy. Why? I don't know. They cut them in the neck? No, that doesn't have anything to do with it. But I like where you're going. Then don't call it a neckiotomy if it ain't no neckiotomy. Grumble, 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 grumble. All right. Anyhow. Yeah, what what other jobs did you have? Uh, I worked at the Starbucks. Mm Mm-hmm. The Starbucks coffee. Yes, you told us that lovely story of the lady who would come in. There were many stories like that. Oh, boy, it was an exciting job. Uh, Actually, I really liked that one, too. Yeah. So do you like customer service jobs? No. Oh, yeah. That was a quick response. Yeah, I'm not too much into customer service, which is strange because... Our job makes us be pleasant to folks. We have to be. But there's a big difference, right? Because traditional customer service, like working in a restaurant or working with food, is one of the, for some reason, it's one of the jobs that people, they're thankless. Yeah. So many people are so shitty to those workers. And it's like, I want to be nice to you because Mm -hmm. like you have what I want. Right. I really want that taco. I really want that diarrhea. And I don't want you to spit in that diarrhea taco. Right? I want to get sick from the taco. Not from your, spit. your chlamydia. Ew! Oh, I don't know. Spit chlamydia? I don't know. Can you switch it around that chlamydia way? Chlamydia spit? I don't know. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah, I don't know why that is. And, you know, in some states like Virginia, the the servers still don't get anywhere close to minimum wage. I know most don't because they're living off dips. But in Virginia, they get paid $2.50 an hour. But in Seattle, they've raised that to $15. <gasps> That's amazing. It is amazing. It would be more amazing if... A studio apartment in Seattle cost less than $3,000 a month. Holy shit! But it's a step in the right direction. If you say so. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you've got to start making jobs pay enough to live. Yeah. Or else you have a bunch of zombie workers. Yeah, and that's what happened. Everyone has five jobs, and we're like seconds away from rioting (laughs) i saw i wish i could remember where i saw it but it was um an interview i think it was on a news channel Mm -hmm. with a couple of professors from a local university so it was a full-on university it was not a community college and these two women were working you know they were teaching classes during the day and at night they lived in their cars what literally lived in their cars what because professors they they could not afford to live where they were teaching professors yes wow yeah Highly educated. How is that possible? It's a thing. They probably had student loan debt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And like PhD student loan debt. God damn it. I know, right? So dumb. It's a real mess. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I worked in the customer service industry, mostly around food, like Subway and Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin'. And um, I'll dunk your donut. (laughs) By which I mean your donut. Okay. Your donut. And basketball. I didn't say you donut hole. Oh my god! I can't take you anywhere. You maple bar. Oh my god. Um, yeah, in all those jobs, you know, had to plaster a smile on my face. Hey, look at me. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think I liked my customer service jobs because I was really good at 
faking it with customers, but also I was really good at working a customer service job and not having to interact with customers. Mm. Like I would immediately get really good at making the coffee like mm-hmm. really fast. And that way I was the one who made the coffee oh. instead of the person who was taking the money. Yeah. Or, um, I, I didn't do delivery because I wasn't old enough and because my car was a piece of shit. Oh. But um, well, I they did... won't rob you if your car's a piece of shit. That's not true. It's not? No, ma'am. They still rob the pizza yes, guys? Yes, ma'am. It's not about your car. It's about how many pizzas you've delivered tonight oh, and how much no. money you have. That's why they're so vocal about, like, we literally don't make change. Like, that it sucks. better be exact or a debit card. Wow. But anyhow, um, I didn't do that part of it. I was just in-house, like, making the pizzas mm-hmm. and doing the cleaning and stuff like that. And so I got really good at that. Nice. And um, we did have to answer the phones, but... Phone etiquette is a whole other yeah, animal. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And oh. sometimes if the customers were surly, mm-hmm. we'd set them gently in our laps and cruise them around the island <laughs> in a wheeled chair. <laughs> they oh, found it to be God. adequate entertainment. The, the roller races. Yeah, <laughs> as did the cats. Yeah, we had derbies. Oh man. So I don't know why I just thought of this, but oh, it made I, you giggle. I yeah, like that. I think because you said like phone etiquette, and I remember I worked with my friend Amanda at Papa John's when we were both in college. We met in college, sure. And she was an English major, and she was a real stickler about the English language. Oh Lord, and that was a problem because we worked at the ghetto, Papa John's. Mm. So she was on phones, and I was in the back making pizza. And it was slow, so I went out to, like, chit-chat with her. The phone rang. She answered it. Hello, it's Papa John's. And obviously I couldn't hear the uh, the customer talking. I could only hear Amanda's response, which was, Uh-huh, uh-huh. You want a large pizza? Okay. Toppings? Okay, great. And you want a what? Chicken scripts? I'm sorry, what is a scrip? It's like a scrimp. Yeah, she didn't know because she don't oh. she don't know uh, African-American black lexicon. <sighs> And plus, she's a stickler for English. She couldn't. Her heart wasn't in yeah, it. Yeah, stop correcting her English and give her the fucking food. Nope. It's ridiculous. You don't not want pepperoni? You getting pepperoni. Ah, <laughs> uh, grammar. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. we may have been making pizzas at the same time on oh opposite sides of the God. country. <gasps> Freaky. What was your favorite pizza? Mm, Hawaiian. Oh, man. What was yours? Pepperoni pineapple. Oh, same. Yeah, but we had a lot of nicknames for pizzas. Like, people would order ham and olives, ham and black olives, okay. and we call it a pig in a bow tie. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. What? I also worked with some really interesting people who, um, there was one girl, Amanda, I don't know if she listens, but... Was it my Amanda? If she does, Amanda. <laughs> probably. I mean, I have to assume there's only one Amanda in America. Um, so she worked there for a very short time. She she was, uh, she was fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Sort of maybe in a way that people didn't always understand. Like, sure. oftentimes I would get home from a long shift and take my work pants off, mm-hmm. and there would be semi-thawed chicken wings in my pockets. What? She was sneaking chicken wings <laughs> in my pockets. <laughs> she put the chicken wings in your pocket? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate okay? it. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. Oh, boy. Management was not as amused, but um, <laughs> you know what? We were kids. Yeah. We were just having good times. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Good stuff. Yeah, so we're, we've been working girls our whole lives. Yeah, since hmm, 15 or 16? Yeah, I started at 16. I wanted to be a waitress Damn. so bad. Yeah? I never got hired to be a waitress. You can. There's still time. I... Fuck that shit. I am too smart now and too old and too broken. People are assholes. I got plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Yeah. My wrists hurt. I oh. can't be holding trays. Oh, no trays. Mm-mm. I'll bring you food, but not on a tray. You, can you come over here and pick up your food, please? Yeah, go to the kitchen. They got it. Back there. Don't forget to leave a tip. I spit in it. Oh, no. No. Did you ever have any of that stuff go on when you were working with food? Because there's so many People stories. spitting in food? Right. Like, there's so many stories of, like, ah, they were a shitty person, and I'm going to spit in their food. That, I can guarantee you, never, ever happened yeah, anywhere no. I ever worked. Nowhere I saw did that happen, like, where right. I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, I worked at one location and then they transferred me to a smaller location on the base and it was just me and the manager and he was kind of a dick Mm. and he would like roughhouse people's donuts and like shake up their coffee and shit i don't know what was wrong with him he roughed up the donuts (laughs) yes he like threw them in bags you think you're a big man donut (laughs) yes oh he was too rough on the donuts oh boy and that's the only job i ever quit 
like that I didn't give two weeks nothing I was like you know what I'm leaving goodbye and he's like he literally said as I was walking out of the door you're never gonna do better than talking donuts oh boy and well was, he knew that's right wait what I did you better than Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Girl. And that man's name? Einstein. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was David. He was too rough on a donut. He was mean. Yeah. You should kick him right in his maple bar. <laughs> right in the donut hole. Yeah, he wasn't in good health. He might be dead. I'm sure he's long dead. He's probably in that freezer at Nancy's. Listen, 99% of the people from our stories are dead. Oh, my God. And in a freezer. That's terrible. This link wasn't even taste like donuts. Oh my god! Oh no, let's go get some donuts. Oh shit! I need a donut. Oh, yeah, me too. Or a taco. No, I want a donut. Let's stop talking donut? about food on this and close it uh, up. Food. Let's end this episode so I we can go get some food. Love the food. Man. Well, let's stop talking into these microphones. No one will know our secrets <laughs> ever. Okay. All right. You ready to do a sign off? Oh. Yes. Okay. I am. Find a career you like. And try not to kill anything. Hmm. Or you'll wind up in that freezer at Nancy's. Don't we all wind up in some animal freezer? I mean, isn't that a euphemism for life? Okay, y'all. I don't know what she's talking about. Have a day. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, you have a day. Have a day. Okay. We're so cheap, so cheap. Too cheap for therapy We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap we're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free Hey, hey.